0: Even the people who love you will say it's impossible or you should take the safe road. You know, they love you. They don't want you to get hurt. But if you feel in your soul and in your gut and in your heart that you have something that the world needs, it cannot just be about getting rich, guys. That won't ultimately make you happy. You have to want to do something good in this world, share something, do something different. You have to. That's what you're meant to do. And I'm telling you, don't give up but be smart enough to learn and pivot through it. And you'll get there.
1: Come on this journey with me. Each week when you join me, we are going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better
0: tomorrow. No I'm ready for my
1: close-up. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so excited that we are joined today by Jared Blandino, who is the co-founder of Too Faced Cosmetics, along with his husband Jeremy, also an amazing IT guy. Too Faced has grown from a boutique brand to a leader within the beauty industry and purchased by Estee Lauder for $1.45 billion. Jared is known as the chief creative officer, dreamer, and my guest with the best energy in the world. Thank you so much for being here today, all the way from Hawaii.
0: Hello, aloha baby. Yes, I'm on vacation here in Hawaii and I am so thrilled to be with you. Oh my gosh. And the
1: first thing I say to you is why are you working? If you're in Hawaii, you've got to share with the listeners what you said.
0: I never stop. You don't stop. I mean, this is something that I love to do. It's a part of who I am. You know, a vacation for me just is a geographical change. I don't stop working because I, um, I love it, you know, and and this is not work for me. This is hanging out with you. I get to have a great time and have a wonderful conversation. So for me, this is a treat.
1: Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Thank you so much for being here. All right. So I want to take it back to the beginning because this is crazy to me. Obviously, you sold the company for $1.4 billion, unbelievable entrepreneurial goals, right? To Estee Lottery. But before all of this, I want to go back to a time when you ironically worked behind the counter for Estee Lottery. Is that true?
0: Yes, my only job I ever had within the cosmetics industry was working behind the Estee Lauder counter. And full circle moment, you know, God works in incredibly mysterious ways and I never would have dreamt that that would happen or that was even a possibility, especially considering my last job was at the mall. But um, yeah, that happened, yeah.
1: And this is super interesting to me because Sarah Blakely, for example, is one of these people who says, you know, I manifested this, I created this. So from what you're saying, it wasn't something that you had this big picture vision of your future back then.
0: Absolutely not. As a kid, I always knew somewhere in the depth of my soul that I was going to have like a quote unquote big life. I knew that there was something more out there for me and that I had a creative drive and there was a creative force in me that was pushing me to, to do things differently, to take the road less traveled, to always kind of look at the world through like rainbow colored glasses and look, look for the magic in there. But no, I fell into cosmetics by complete accident. Once I was in it, I discovered that I loved it. It was a new type of art. It was a new type of expression that would allow me to instill self-esteem into these women that I got to experience five, 10, 15 minutes with. And I just fell in love with it. And it became something that connected me not only to the artistic part of me, but that emotional side of me, that I wanted to make the world a better place. And I wanted to make people feel more beautiful, more alive, you know, just more comfortable with who they are and and how they express themselves.
1: That's so powerful because the things that you're talking about go so far beyond, you know, how we look on the outside. What I really hear you saying is that you loved impacting people on the inside.
0: Yeah, a million percent. Everybody's beautiful as they are. Everybody is. It doesn't mean we can't have fun with beauty and we can't transform ourselves so we can express what, how we're feeling inside and the outside. But it was never about changing you. It was about making you feel the most beautiful version of yourself. My goal is to make you feel the most yourself in my brand. I want you to know you have a home that you are seen, that you were loved, and that you are perfectly perfect as you are. But together, we're going to express ourselves, have some fun, and and make life a little more colorful. And that's what it really is all about for me. It's about instilling self-esteem and love into you so you can then move through the world in a more positive way. Because the way you see yourself in the mirror affects how you move through this world, how you treat others, how you treat yourself, how you react to others. And if you feel good and you look good, baby, maybe you won't take any crap from that guy who doesn't deserve you, or you'll go in and ask for that raise or that promotion you've earned and deserve. And, um, you know, hopefully act kinder and maybe be a little nicer to people because you feel good.
1: I love how you describe that, you know, being that better version of you, investing in you, showing up as that best version of you, whatever that looks like. And And for me, I I completely agree with you. On the days I'm nervous, I want to take extra time doing my makeup, right? You want that, the newest highlighter, whatever product that you think is going to change your life that day. It makes a huge difference in how you feel.
0: Honey, like just getting that perfect brow on or that that amazing Born This Way foundation that's going to feed and nourish your skin, but no one's going to see your makeup. They're going to see the beautiful you. Contour, lip, you know, we created the first glitter eyeshadow. Honey, I'm about over the top. I'm about creating art. Every day, I'm about expressing yourself in the most wonderful, vibrant way you can. But in the end, it only matters how it makes you feel. So true. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Jared, one of the
1: things that you did was at the time when you came into the makeup business, it would seem more stiff, more boring. It didn't seem as lively and magical the way that you are. How were you able to step into a business that was so different than you and be that real you?
0: You know, being completely naive, not having any interest in getting into beauty, falling into it by a complete accident allowed me to look at it through my own perspective, my own way. I didn't, I didn't come in with any preconceived notions. I walked in and thought, you're all taking this way too seriously. This is fun. It's so much more fun to be a girl, at least in the 90s. You know, oh my gosh, now boys can express themselves and have some fun, which is so cool. But um, at the time, I thought, why are you enjoying this? This is like this is like an adult version of a crayon box. You get to wear, you know, lipstick and bronzer and snatch that brow and get that, you know, blush on. And I just saw the joy in it. And I thought they were missing it because in the mid to late nineties, it was very rule oriented. Step one, step two, step three, you know, there, it, there wasn't YouTube. There wasn't, education to that level that allowed people to feel confident in, in trying new things. So I was like, I'm going to be your gay best friend for 10 minutes. Boo, you come sit down. We're going to have some fun. And I could be like, who told you that was okay. Like who told you that weird brown lipstick looked good on you get over here. But I could say that with love because there was no competition. I was, I was just a gay boy looking at these women with total love and saying, yeah, I'm going to be your best friend for five minutes and let's do this, you know? And um, through that experience, I started destroying every tester in the department, creating little concoctions that didn't exist for me. Cause I I, I gained a bit of a celebrity clientele I worked at Saks and there would be, you know, somebody coming in, going to an award show and, and they'd you know, be with a makeup artist, looking at brown, you know, whatever. I'd be like, no, no, wait, there's this cool Chanel blush with glitter. Hold on. I would, I would smash it and add it to the, to add it to the eyeshadow and send them home with it. Trying to create these things that would, that would allow you to be a little extra that would allow you to get noticed you know, because I, all I wanted to be was notice growing up. And, you know, I think all we want to be is seen and uh, add a little joy to life, you know?
1: ah, oh, So, so, so good. And so true. So at what point did you go from being behind the counter for another brand to saying, you know what, this isn't cutting it. I've got to make the leap and go all in on me and my idea.
0: Oh, gosh, you know, it was, we were so naive. We didn't know it was impossible, which for me is part of the magic. So Knowing too much never helped anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes just, just going with the dream and going with what you know will get you there. But I went home one day and Jeremy, who we've been together 25 years, he was my boyfriend at the time. And I came home and I said, and and prior to falling into beauty, I was a kid who always was into art, winning art, contests, drawing. And through that, when I was in high school, I got accepted into a Disney animation program with Warner Brothers. So they had this weird little school nobody talked about, but they were cultivating artists. And it was during the time when Jack Skellington, the nightmare before Christmas was being made and the Simpsons were there. And I had been accepted to the school, but I was always a bit rebellious. Like If if something didn't make sense to me, I would make my own rules. So I went to the school and they were teaching me how to do animation. And they asked me to make a ball bounce across the page. And so I thought, hey, I'm going to have my ball blossom into it, wearing a couture gown with a train. And by the time it bounced across, it had this train flowing. And I was like, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to be like, they're going to love me. They're going to ask me to like jump into the Simpsons and start doing it. (laughs) And my instructor said, I didn't ask you to do that. I asked you to make a ball, you know? And I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. But prior to that, I I, had done animation. So after working behind the counter with all these funny, eccentric, crazy, wonderful women, I drew a cartoon character and I named her Envy. And she was all the different pieces of all these fabulous women that I had met working behind the counter. And through creating Envy, I created a makeup world that she would live in. And I showed it to Jeremy one day. And I I had been creating all these, like I said, little concoctions at Saks. You would have to buy eight things. I would take them home. Mix them, melt them in little taco cups, little uh, salsa cups, bring it, or Tupperware, bring it back. And then you would pick it up. And eventually security said, what are you doing? You can't do that. So I'd already kind of gotten into like just mixing and creating everything. And Jeremy said, let's do it. And there was no internet and one happy accident after another, we found an amazing lab and we just did it. And honestly, we got a Vogue feature while I worked at SACS. We had launched Too Faced into Nordstrom and Fred Siegel. So during my lunch break, I'd walk from Saks to Nordstrom and sell Too Faced. This is this sounds crazy, but it just felt normal. It was just it was just what was happening. You know, my account executive threw the Vogue down and said, what's going on? And I was like, I think I need to quit. I don't know. And it just really kind of happened like that. But John Dempsey, who was my senior executive at the time. Now I work with again. So it's this, this crazy full circle. It
1: it sounds too easy though. Was there any point in time when this was, happening? it wasn't easy, but it sounds easy to people listening right now. People are listening to you and they're like, Oh, he, he could do it. He's, he's so creative. He's so talented. So what were some of the moments back then early on that you ever thought, you know what? I don't know if this is going to work,
0: honey. Well, okay. I never thought it wasn't going to work. That's, that's one thing I never thought. How am I going to get through this moment? How am I going to survive? How am I going to eat? How am I going to, how is this going to happen? Eight billion times. And let me tell you, I learned sometimes more from my failures than I did from my successes. And that's something to be to know. And I want you to hold on to this failure is temporary, success is lasting. Do not be afraid to fail. Very important. That stops people. No, gosh, it, it was the hardest thing you could even imagine. But I never believed for a second the world didn't want it, that it wasn't needed, that our voice and that, that Two-Face wasn't going to help make the world a better place. I didn't doubt that for a second. What
1: about the actual name Two-Face? How did you come up with that?
0: Too Faced was a name that we created while working behind the counter for those over the top women who would have a complete meltdown if we were out of their must have blush or their favorite lipstick. And I'd be like, Oh, careful. This one's Too Faced. Like they were difficult, but I loved them because it took so much effort to be that vain that I was always like, Oh, I'll help her. Let me help her. You know? So it was like women who took their looks so seriously that they uh, you know, it was like the most important thing. They probably should have had a little more balance in their life to be honest, but you know, I loved it. I love them and I loved it. Did,
1: it. did people ever say to you, 2 Face"? that name won't work. That isn't a beauty name. Did people ever try to put you back in that proverbial box? They, the way it, it, that- it,
0: it happens every day to this day. Uh, you think that after all the success and all of the achievements that you, people might trust you or might go with you, but no, I mean, there's, you're gonna get pushback if you're creating something unique. If you're sharing your heart with the world, if, you, if you're if you putting something out there in the world that doesn't exist, you're gonna get pushback. People aren't gonna get it. And I always say, you don't need to get my idea, but you need to get me. You don't need to trust the idea, but you must trust me. That doesn't mean that, it, you know, it happens every day, um, but no, and I'm actually good with I'm good with it. I'm actually better when you push against me, I go stronger. You know, the peach palette? That broke the internet. Nobody knows this story. You want me to tell you a little story? Yeah, so, okay. of course. Nobody want knows this. New, we
1: got breaking news here now. All right.
0: Nobody knows this. Originally, the peach palette was a little eight well, it was small, and I had um, created the chocolate bronzers based on a natural uh, cocoa powder full of antioxidants. Beautiful tint. It was perfect. And so I thought, what else can I do? And I remember this commercial growing up in Southern California about peaches during the summer. And there was a whole little song and it would show these peaches, juicy peaches. And as a kid, I thought, that's so beautiful. It's like yellow and and pink and like there's berry tones, just so beautiful. So I thought I'm going to create a peach palette. And I created this little palette I put peach essence in it. It smelled like peaches. And I went into a board meeting and there, you know, there was like 18, 19, like executive salespeople around the table. And I said, listen, I created this peach palette. It smells like peaches. And they were like, no, no, no one's going to want their eyeshadow smelling like peaches. Nobody, no, no. And I was like, oh, okay. So it went from eight to now 18 colors. I made it twice as big and I doubled down on it because I was like, oh no, no, no. Like I'm thankful for that though, because it pushed me and I made it bigger. And It was one of the most successful products we ever launched. And even like better than sets. Guys, better than sex, nobody would allow me to call it better than sex. No retailers wanted me to put it into a pink tube. Nobody will buy a pink mascara. Now there's an entire category of pink mascaras and it's the number one mascara in the United States and across the world. So. People are going to push against you and you need to push back. When starting out a new business,
1: it's a complete pain to get through the LLC part. Taylor Brands makes it 90% easier. It's easy and affordable to get your LLC with Taylor Brands. Taylor Brands offers all the legal requirements for LLCs, such as registered agent, annual compliance, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monahan now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Monahan, no matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. Did you ever feel, thank you for sharing that story. It's super inspiring, but did you ever feel when you just described to me walking into that boardroom, seeing 18, you know, serious executives, did you ever have moments where you said oh my gosh imposter syndrome i don't belong here how am i going to do this
0: yes that's funny that you say that for the first gosh like 10 years i would think like when, are, when am i going to get caught like you know i'd be in these these sales meetings and i'd be on stage in front of thousands of people trying to inspire and educate and entertain them at these conferences at Sephora and ulton places And I'd be like, I'm just some kid whose last job was at the mall. And and honestly, to this day, we don't do things the normal way. We don't create products in the normal way. The way our company is set up is not the way most companies are set up. Because we were like a little garage band that ended up selling out stadiums. But that's where the magic is. And I'm still pushing back against corporate culture that makes no sense to me, against rules that don't apply, that don't make sense, that don't serve me. So I'd say stay authentic, stay unique, stay rebellious, not for just the sake of being rebellious, but you must be rebellious when it feels inauthentic and, and you know that your gut is pulling you in a different direction.
1: Back then in the earlier days, before you had the clout, before you had the proof and, and the success that, that just exists that you rock now, how did you pick yourself up to make yourself feel more confident in some of those more challenging moments?
0: You know, it was really my faith. I'll tell you, my faith is a huge part of my life. Jeremy and I are Christian. I pray all the time. We actually read an app every single morning called Jesus Calling. It sets our day off. It gets us going. It gets me in the right place. But I'll tell you, to this very moment, I had this conversation last night, when the stakes are higher, all the time I'll say, like, Jesus, I don't don't know what's happening. I don't get it, but I trust you. And I just walk that next step. And I walk that next step. And I walk that next step. And growing up as a gay kid, you know, I'm half Italian and my mother is like French, English, but growing up in a religious family and being told or or hearing God doesn't love you or there's something wrong with you and then coming through it and understanding God loves me, not in spite of me being gay, but because I'm gay, it empowered me to have a closer, more adult relationship that has absolutely propelled me forward and allowed me to fly when I didn't even know I had wings, if that makes sense.
1: Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. And thank you for sharing that for anyone who's listening right now who doesn't feel good enough, who doesn't feel accepted. And we have all been there at one point or another, but Mm -hmm. I love that your faith, that's unshakable. And when you have that centered faith no one can take you off your path so kudos to true. you. When you look at the business that you built and when you look at the success you've had in business, what are some of the key takeaways that you would advise other entrepreneurs like this girl right here? What are some of the key things that you did that made you successful in business?
0: You know, it was really staying true to to your vision and to your idea. It was being flexible enough to change and pivot when you know, God closes the door, but opens a window, eventually you're gonna get kicked through it. So pay attention, look for the windows. Do not assume someone's resume or past experience at a very large corporation or something makes them more valuable or smarter than you. I learned this the hard way. If you're an entrepreneur and you're creating your art and you're creating a vision, something from your soul, something that you know the world needs, nobody knows more than you do about that. And you must follow your gut and you must lead. Don't be led by people who will want to overpower you, intimidate you, control you, silence you, manage you. Very important. Because I think as you're, as you're moving through success and every decision is a make or break, and it can be so terrifying. And you get to the point where you can hire, let's say, an executive from some fancy corporation. You think they're going to have all the answers. They did it. They didn't do it, boo. They need people like you and me to pay them. They can't do what we could do other way, or, or they would, you know?
1: That is so true. And I never thought about it that way, but I definitely in my career put people on pedestals. If they went to a certain school or certain pedigree, or like you said, owned a certain title, but at the end of the day it is checking in with yourself to find that answer and i'm so proud of you that you stayed on that path and did
0: it's your job to stay the course and listen they might have more information about a certain thing and they might have the answers to this and that but they're not you and they don't have they can't do what you do you must lead them not be led by them and and be very sensitive to to the ego there are a lot of insecure Egos out there that will want to diminish you, dim your light, control you, edit you, put a leash on you. Don't be leashed. You need to be able to be kind and smart, but you also need to know when to show your teeth.
1: Oh, that is such a powerful one. Did you ever dim your light when you look back in your career? Did you, I, I know people wanted you to, but did you actually ever dim it?
0: I've had moments alone where I felt my light was being dimmed, but that's when, that's when the my friends would call it the crazy Italian in me would come out, you know, I would, that's when I'll come out fighting. And that's when, you know, I when you feel it in your soul and you feel it, but then you also doubt yourself because you're like, they know more. What if this doesn't work? Or you go from five employees to 500 employees, you know, like they're all counting on me. You can let your brain do that. But in the end you have to connect to your heart. Don't ever dim your light. That's your magic. That's what God put in you. And it's your job to let it shine. You need to reflect God's light with your life. And if you're dimming your light, you're not doing that.
1: That is so, so good. And I couldn't agree with you more. I always say dimming your light isn't gonna ignite someone else's. The only way we're gonna make the world a brighter place is to turn up the volume. And I'm so glad you turned up the volume on yours. So as you go to the next level, like you said, from five employees to 500, there were some major leaps. Every single time you went to that next level, would you doubt again, question, or did you find that it got easier as you had some success beneath you? No,
0: you can't sit in doubt. You you can't afford yourself the luxury of sitting in doubt every time you get somewhere. Another level, another devil. Yes, that's true. But you just need to arm up and be prepared to tackle it. Don't spend too much time, you know, indulging yourself in- the what ifs and the anxiety and the fear. You you can't do that. If you're doing that too much, you're probably not meant to be an entrepreneur. There there are a lot of other amazing jobs to be had. Not everyone needs to be an entrepreneur, right? But we all have a part to play. That's a luxury you can't afford.
1: Oh yeah, that is so good. Not everyone is cut for this kind of work. Now, through this window of time from when you first started till now, there's been so many changes. How did technology impact you and how did you approach technology to benefit your business?
0: With open arms. And from the very beginning, when social media came in, I was so excited about the opportunity to directly communicate and interact with our clients and our customers. And, you know, you have to embrace it, have your arms open, have your antennas up and always be ready to follow and pivot to where You know, there are marketing opportunities where there are opportunities to connect and educate and entertain your clients and your customers at a deeper level. So it's so important to be open to that and to be smart enough to follow it and and to jump in.
1: When you're competing against these other brands that have been around for so long and have done it a certain way, do you decide to say... Maybe I should try some of these tactics that they're, that they're trying first? Or do you just say, I'm going to close out everything around me and just focus on how I want to approach it?
0: I'm running a race with myself. I do not look to the left or to the right. I don't think anyone needs to fail for me to succeed. So I don't spend time doing that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely just keep my focus in front of me and and move that way. I, I do not look at what other people are doing or um oh well, of course like you know like any consumer you could be like that's cool or like, but no it's uh, there was no strategy about about studying others and 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 doing it that way
1: ooh i like that now where you are such a creative person are there tips that you have for everyone listening on how people can tap more into their own creativity are there some strategies that you employ in your life to help yourself be your most creative
0: Yeah. You know, honestly, I've had to let go of some things to keep my heart open because creative people, you have to leave your heart open. And by leaving your heart open, you get flooded with the beauty and the wonder of life. But also it leaves you a little more vulnerable and a little more, you know, it can be exhausting. So I had to let go of certain things. And as you become more successful and you have the privileges come along with that, you have to be smart enough to use them. So I don't pay bills and I I don't even drive myself around and I don't manage my own schedule. And I had to let some like normal things go, which I had to consciously understand that I was letting go. Because you, if you're not conscious, you it could be weird. You have to, you know, to be I mean? like, you have to consciously know I don't know how much milk costs, and I don't go to the grocery store, and I don't put gas in cars. Like, you have to let kind of a certain part of your life go, so you can stay open, you can stay aware, and you can stay like when Jeremy at a gas station, I'll look at like the color of the plastic around the pump tube thing, and I'll be like, that's kind of pretty, and that's a weird texture. Or, do you know what I mean? Or what's she eating? Why is she eating that? And look at that girl's shoes and. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's how my brain works.
1: Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, It makes sense because you have to create space for you to be able to have yeah. that room to create. So I, I love yeah. that. I need, I need to emulate what you've done. So when you reach this massive level of success, right? 1.45 billion, did your life change? Did people start treating you differently? Did you have to change?
0: Well, listen, this is an interesting question. Have you changed? I have changed. Uh, we all grow. Have I changed at the core of who I am? I have not. And it's a conscious choice to not change. You have to be conscious of not letting your success or other people's interpretation of who you are, change who you are. But I have a great friend, Marie Osmond told me, do not let what you do get meshed into who you are. Don't do that, you know, be aware of that. But the thing they don't tell you, Heather, is that this is the thing they don't tell you, is that people will leave you. Not everyone's happy for your success. People around you change that was the weird thing for me that I wasn't prepared for. And I understand it because it must get really tiring for people to see your dreams come true or to see you, to see you kind of elevate to another, to other levels. And they might, it might, I don't know. I don't know how it makes them feel, but it might not feel great all the time. I don't know. But you know, I've had some people that I love very much leave me or say you've changed. And then I've had to be like, have I like, cause like my core values have it and I love you and I don't care what's in your bank account. I don't care what kind of car you drive. I I really don't. But I think that people can interpret your life to mean maybe your values have changed or your heart has changed. And it doesn't matter. Like, yes, you have nicer things, you have nicer clothes and you can buy a nicer car or whatever. But in the end, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it matters because money gives you options. That's all money does is it affords you options and it, it, it amplifies who you are. If you're a generous, loving person, you can be more generous and loving. If you're selfish and destructive, you can be more selfish and destructive. But there's also a responsibility that comes with to ensure that you protect the relationships that you love and you don't let your success or your bank account create space between you. You know what I mean? Like I have my very best friends in the world. Some of them are, I've known since I was a kid and you just need to be conscious of what really matters.
1: That's sad to hear. However, I do understand what you're saying when people, they might be happy for you, but because of their own limitations, their own struggles respond differently to success. It's, it's very sad for them, but good for you that, you know, you do have people in your life that celebrate your success. And that sure. brings me to the, what's so unique about you guys is that not only did you have this level of success but you had it with your partner with your husband how was that dynamic for your relationship
0: amazing i mean we are two halves of a coin where i'm incredibly weak he is incredibly strong and vice versa and together when i when i first met him we were very young in like our very early 20s and i thought this kid's gonna be something someday like i saw him it's never happened before never happened since i Saw this kid, and I'm like, this guy's going to be something. And together, honestly, we, he's changed every part of my life, and I love him so much, and I'm so grateful for him. And I try to always say thank you, and it, I think it's gratitude. I think I think the two secrets to a successful, happy life are gratitude and trust. You have to trust that everything's happening because it's supposed to, and you have to move through it and learn through it and be grateful for it. Be grateful for the pain you're going through. Be grateful for the struggles and the successes because it's bringing you somewhere you need to go. You know what I mean? And be grateful for those who love you. And also you need to be a cheerleader for your friends. When they they have a success, when they get a promotion, when they get a new car, you need to be equally, if not more, a cheerleader to them. They deserve it. You know, Ooh, that that's
1: so good and so true. And you can feel how your gratitude comes through the screen and, and everyone can feel that right now. And I'm so with you on the gratitude, create the attitude of gratitude and like, okay, since you guys sold the company cut back to 2016, how has your life and your role changed now that you're no longer the co-founder or the owner?
0: Well, I, we are co-founders and we still are. Good point. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we still are. My job hasn't changed, but you know, the way I have to do my job has changed and I'm trying very hard to figure that out and to be successful and to stay sharp, stay authentic and rebellious and independent and creative at the sharpest, most intense level I can be and, and function in a, within a corporate environment that I'm very unfamiliar with.
1: Ooh, yeah. And I I have, my background is in corporate America and it is not all beautiful, creative days. So I totally feel for you on how challenging that must be from having the ultimate decisions and having the ability to make them all to suddenly you're in this new environment. That is not an easy transition, whether you have a billion dollars or not. And I totally feel you on that one.
0: I love what I do. I feel an, an immense uh, responsibility to our fans and our customers mm-hmm. to create the absolute best products with the most amazing formulas, and, and, and present them with a true heart and my voice. And I won't compromise on that.
1: And that's why you have raving fans, and that's why your community is so committed to you and the brand. So thank you so much for that. Will you share a little bit about some of the cool stuff that you're doing now with your baking show?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. So I love, okay. So through being creative and wanting a creative outlet, I discovered baking and there's nothing more aligned to what I do every day in the cosmetics lab than baking. It's putting different ingredients, textures, colors together to create one beautiful, amazing, delicious new thing. It's exactly like creating an eyeshadow palette, I have to tell you. So I just love it. And my great friend, Rosanna Pansino, invited to her home to bake my favorite Christmas cookie, gingerbread. And uh, I learned in her kitchen how to create gingerbread. And I thought, this is so fun. And you get to decorate it and it was delicious. And I just started doing that. And over the last couple of years, I've been baking and putting it on Instagram, my at Jared Blendino on Instagram. And now I have a show called Bake Up with Jared. Every Saturday, you can step into my kitchen and we're going to hang out, gossip, have some fun, and we're going to bake together and have a, and and just, you know, get to experience something new and creative together. So it's just been such a wonderful and creative outlet that I love. And I've learned a lot from it and I'm getting quite good. And in the end for me, it's, it's about, it's good enough. You don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to look like it belongs in a patisserie window in Paris. As long as you had fun, as long as it's edible, you know what I'm saying? And it tastes good, then boom, we've had success.
1: I love how you're always leaning into doing new things, trying new things, and then hearing how it sparks creativity for you. Was baking something that you
0: had always loved doing? No, I I thought it looked incredibly hard. Like I, I didn't even understand the fundamentals of it. So when I got into my kitchen and I made those very first... Uh, lemon blueberry scones that I ever made. And they were ugly and weird looking. And I I was sweating and I was almost in tears by the end of it, but it was delicious. And it brought Jeremy downstairs on a Sunday morning because he smelled it. And we had this beautiful moment together. I realized there's heart and love in baking. And then I took my grandmother's fruitcake recipe and I baked it. And and my aunt, after she passed away, would bake them. And then she passed away a couple of Christmases ago. So I baked them. And I'm crying as I'm baking them because you feel the love of those people back it's like a song. You, you can bring back memories and emotions and you can feel their love through these ingredients baking in the oven. And I just felt like this is an emotional, this is an emotional form of art that you can, you can share your love to the people that you love with, you know?
1: Jared, thank you so much for giving back to so many coming up behind you and sharing your wisdom and most importantly, sharing your love, your passion, and who you are, it is incredibly inspiring. And I know everyone listening right now is going to want to get more of you. Where can they find
0: more of you? Well, at Instagram, at Jared Blandino, J-E-R-R-O-D-L-A-N-D-I-N-O, or of course, at chiefface.com You know, I'm here for all of you. I'm rooting you on, guys. Do not give up. When even the people who love you will say it's impossible, or you should Take the safe road. you know. They love you. They don't want you to get hurt. But if you feel in your soul and in your in your gut and in your heart that you have something that the world needs, it cannot just be about getting rich, guys. That won't ultimately make you happy. You have to want to do something good in this world, share something, do something different. You have to. That's what you're meant to do. And I'm telling you, don't give up But be smart enough to learn and pivot through it. And you'll get there.
1: Oh, Jared, thank you so much. Wishing you the best. Always have a freaking amazing vacation. I hope you take some time for Thank you. 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 so deserve it. It was amazing having you. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Heather. Aloha! A
1: bit I decided to change that dynamic. I couldn't be more excited for what you're going to hear. Start learning and growing. Inevitably something will happen. No one succeeds alone. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I'm on this journey with me.